The Infinite Serial, Chapter 7 In previous episodes, David Cyber, a Kohai, a human operator for Omnet Angelic Intelligence, is asked to assist in a mission to foil a false flag operation by the Order, the new masters of the planet, in their ruthless efforts to further divide and conquer. Believers in God as a loving creator and sovereign ruler of the universe are forced to go underground. Loyalty now is demanded only to the Order itself, which would have no false gods before it. The Order has recruited and implemented mind control techniques to program a perfect double for one Pastor Alfred Dragon, minister of the gospel, broadcasting from a clandestine camp in the forests of the Great Smoky Mountains. He's protected by Omega-9, a Christian guardian force overseen by Omnit. The Order's killer agent, posting as Dragon, is scheduled to attack Sharith Israel, an underground temple in the lower innards of a deserted mall just south of Nashville, on this, the Sabbath, Passover. Blame Christian hatred for the carnage. Kohai David Cyber is also a mirror image of Brother Dragon. He's now playing co-pilot to his control angel, Elgin, as they chop her from the mountains of East Tennessee to their mission in Music City. Chapter 7 is on. The year 2025. Want to have some fun? cracked Elgin through the headphones. Cyber cocked an eye at Elgin from the right-hand seat. Always, said Cyber. The angel grinned and eased the stick of the chopper forward as subtle as a breath. The machine dropped from the sky. Cyber clenched his stomach muscles to avoid the whoopsies to the gut. Elgin guided the Bell Long Ranger down through a strand of smoky white wisps of low-hanging clouds until the chopper's landing skids were skimming the tops of the trees. From this altitude, Cyber noted, the Great Smokies were an infinite sea of green, 800 square miles of some of the most remote and rugged mountains on the American continent. Contour flying, said Elgin, taught the technique to dozens of pilots in Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam. Keep below the radar and just enjoy the scenery. Cyber tugged the seatbelt tighter and watched the leafy blur beneath the landing struts. The ride now reminded him of the last few seconds of a ride on a vicious roller coaster. The big dips were over, now just a few friendly waves. Cyber felt the exhilaration he always felt with speed at low altitudes. Elgin felt the mood. Things are always a little more exciting when you're close to the trees, aren't they, Kai Cyber? I have an idea I'm not out of the woods yet, said Cyber. The fear was somehow gone, even when he entered the home of his horror and pain. Jan, the angel by his side, gently squeezed his hand. The man cast his eyes around room 103. The room was still empty, but for the overstuffed leather recliner that sat in the middle, the back of the chair at ear level curved around the head. A plexiglass screen fell from the top of the chair to eye level. For an instant, the man recalled the sounds, the images, and the anger fueled with psychedelics and intimidation. His months of separation from anything but the constant repetition in the words of his masters, the weapons training at the farm. Then came the vow, absolute loyalty to the order the threatening retribution for violation, and the perverted rewards of fidelity and success. Peace, Jason, said Jen, and touched a loving hand to his temple. Jason's eyes became conduits of tears. He turned to Jen. Thank you. Thank you. I, I see. I, I see. I, I feel for the first time. I, I feel free. 
I know, said Jen, patting his hand. She turned the pat into a kindly grasp and led him toward the door. I'm taking you to a place where you can find a new future and hope. Jen led Jason through the door to the Camaro and ushered him into the passenger seat. In an instant, she was behind the wheel. Still in a mix of euphoria and confusion, Jason looked at Jen as she seemed to will the engine to life. Who? What are you? Jen gave Jason a quick, mystic smile. Jason's eyes turned to the plastic Jesus on the dashboard. Camaro lurched forward, half a G short of whiplash, and peeled away from the curb. Jen gave a sardonic side glance at wide eyes and shifted into second gear. I hope you love Jesus, she said. I'm a terrible driver. Rabbi Rosenberg reviewed the Haggadah, the ancient scriptures that recalled the first Passover, the liberation of God's people from the slavery of Egypt, and when the angel of death passed over the children of Israel as they painted the blood of salvation upon their doorsteps. 5.17 p.m., two hours until sundown. The rabbi sat in a private room to the rear of the storage hall below the desolate mall that was now Sharith Israel, the mall that long been deserted, the Internet now unashamedly under the complete authority of the new masters. Commerce followed the will of the order, or was left to die. In the makeshift temple, the table was set for the Seder celebration. Mrs. Rosenberg, diminutive, dark-haired in white blouse and gray skirt, circled the Seder table and brooded over the arrangement, fussed over the potato kugel. It was the best she could do, she thought, with the resources available to enemies of the state. The rabbi was only aware of the beauty and the poetry of the scriptures as he read. Neither the rabbi nor his wife nor any of the gathering congregation had any knowledge of the cameras in the lights in the ceiling and the very star of David gracing their illicit temple. Cynical eyes watched from cell phones and laptops and cars and satellites, drones and nameless bland structures. 5.18 p.m. The cameras on the now dark light poles in the shopping center parking lot showed the congregation still arriving. Quick drive-bys and drop-offs, passengers and drivers swiveling necks in paranoia. ONN, the Order News Network, occupied several floors of the former FBI headquarters near the state of Washington, D.C., the mall. The Order had merged all intelligence operations and national law enforcement with the media for more efficient sharing of lies and what they loosely called justice. Daniela Swift, ONN's primetime trans anchor, stared at the screen in the control room. The Texan producers had the screens of their own could feel the tension. The atmosphere was not pleasant when Daniela was upset. She grimaced, ripped a blonde wig from her shaved head and threw it at the screen in impatient disgust. No one in the room dared look or comment. He's late, she spit. The bastard's late. What in hell is going on? The Infinite Serial, The Adventures of Cyber. Brought to you by Spider Investigations. Spider-I, S-P-Y-D-E-R-P-I dot com. See you next time. God bless. Have a great day.